welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, Claude Taylor will be returning. It's been a while. Um, he runs the Mad Dog Pack, which, you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but he puts up um, billboards with different, um, whether it's a tr- anti-Trump billboard or Mitch McConnell or something like that. But he has all this merchandise and uh, the money that he earns goes to putting up these billboards in red states. And it's just totally awesome. Um, so he's going to be on the show a little bit later. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Super Tuesday. And we'll be talking about Joe and Bernie and what's going to happen. And funny, while we were doing the show, he announced that uh, Amy Klobuchar dropped out. So this is going to be very interesting. I did read, and I said this in the main show, I believe it was 42% of California voters had already voted. So they, they got their early voting in. I don't know exactly you know what how that's going to run out, but tomorrow's going to be a very interesting day now that Klobuchar, who is also going to endorse Biden... Um, that's, it's going to be big. It's going to be a big day. Um, I want to just touch on one thing though, because it's something that's been bugging me. And it's like, when I started, uh, when I, in 2016, Bernie Sanders was my candidate. He is no longer my choice. And I've mentioned this a million times on the show, so I won't go over it. But, um, I was emotionally connected to that campaign, not to the man, but to the, picture he painted. I want a progressive America. I still do. And that's why Elizabeth Warren is my top candidate. But I became very emotionally attached to the Sanders campaign because I wanted to live in a country that is much more equitable and, you know, ensures, you know, everybody has health and, you know, healthcare. Everybody can afford to go to school. All of that. We all want that, right? But it's just about how do you get there? So I like the idea of Elizabeth Warren because she's got the solid plans and she's got the resume to back it up and all that. But the whole point here is that I was emotional and I was coming from an emotional point of view in 2016 and it was extremely stressful for me. And now I decided that even though I have an emotional connection or attachment to a Warren presidency, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I know that there are people out there who are going, I'm not giving up, but it's like, all right, let's just look at the numbers and I don't see it happening. If she, you know, if she wins, I will be so happy to be wrong. I will be so happy, but I just don't think it's there. It just, it just doesn't look like it's happening. And I, 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 I of course, I think a lot of it is sexism. And, and again, Claude and I touch on this because Claude also prefers Warren, but I think it's extremely important that we, you know, like when I, make an analytical uh, observation. Like I come at it with no emotion and I say, all right, because it looks now like it's going to be between Biden and Sanders. And so in that case, I'm going to back Biden. I prefer Biden, I should say. I mean, I'm going to vote for the Democratic nominee, whoever it is. But if it, you know, if it comes down to a Biden is my choice over Bernie. And it's only because I think that, um, I think Bernie's really, he, he would be great at like kicking down the door into progressivism, but then I don't know how great he would, I don't think he would be great as a president and that I don't think he would be able to um, get everything done that he's talking about. And it's not because I think it's pie in the sky. I think Elizabeth Warren could accomplish um, 
all the things that she's talking about. I don't think any of I wish Joe Biden wouldn't say pie in the sky. It pisses me off because it's not it's not accurate. Our country can get to Medicare for all. It's just not going to be it's not going to be immediately. It's going to take time. And as long as we're on the steps in that direction, we will get there and it is not pie in the sky. Maybe Joe Biden is just saying getting there immediately is pie in the sky, which I will agree. It won't happen. Congress won't do it. But I just feel like if I make some kind of um, or if I pose some kind of question, okay, who do you think Biden should pick for his nominee or his VP if he's the nominee? All of a sudden, people are taking that to mean I'm endorsing Biden. Well, I will endorse Biden if he's the nominee. But right now, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. For all I know, we could get a total surprise and Elizabeth Warren could pop up. I know a lot of people in California like her. So there could be a surprise, but I don't see it happening with the Southern Red States. I'm just saying. So I wish people would recognize an analytical point of view without emotion instead of like jumping on me and thinking or other people and thinking it's because it's like an endorsement because it isn't. I wish people just fucking calm the fuck down. If, if you, if I even make any sense, (laughs) which I don't know, but there I've had my little say, um, before we get started, I would like to make sure everybody knows, start me up as an independent podcast and it's woman run and I'm the woman. So, you know, you could, uh, go over, if you like the show, you could go over to Patreon dot com slash start me up. You could become a subscriber. There's all kinds of tiers. You could just select any tier and you'll get each podcast delivered into your email box. And if you sign up for, let's say $2 a month um, and you decide you want to upgrade, you'll be eligible to hear the at least two shows that I do solo. I just started doing this and basically I'll be talking about like maybe some of the, the experiences I've had in my past dating or just, you know, in my life general, you know, in general, whether it's a work experience or friends, friendship things. In most cases, I'm going to view them through the eyes of a feminist. I mean, I'm going to share the stories just so you'll know me and you'll like have a better sense of who I am. And also to like open up a community where we can all be talking about whatever it is that I, you know, subject I'm touching on. And then we can have fun in the Patreon comments. But, um, and I also might talk about current events, but it'll it'll all be, you know, through the lens of me, which is a feminist woman. I might not tie everything to patriarchy, but there are so many experiences that I have in my life that I can go and look back on and go, wow, you know, the patriarchy really fucking had me and I didn't know it. And I allowed this to happen. And so it's, you know, I'll be talking about those kinds of things, but sometimes I'm just going to be talking about funny um, ex- experiences in my life just because we got to take a break from politics and we got to take a break from always fucking being woke, right? <laughs> um, let's see what else, what else, what else? If you would like to make a one-time donation to support this podcast, I would say thank you very much. You just go to the Patreon description in the text and I provide my PayPal and from, you know, all the PayPal stuff, you know, my email address, some people, Some people like to do that. And for those people, I always say thank you. Whether you send me $25 or $100 or whatever it is, thank you. Thank you to my subscribers. And don't forget, you can find, this is a big one, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. I'm really, really hopeful that you'll go over there. It's free. You become a subscriber. Give me a good rating. Give me a review. And I'll be your best friend for life. All right, that's it. I'm done. Please enjoy my conversation with Claude Taylor. Welcome back, Claude. Hello. It's good to have you here. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How you been? 
Good. Good. <laughs> Trying to stay busy. Yeah, I know you have. I know you've been very busy trolling Donald. Well, we try. <laughs> we try. Um, um, I just got to... S- huh. And, some, and some, some other characters. We've got, um, you know, we do billboards yes. prin- principally, and we do some other stuff, but our main activity um, is putting up anti-GOP, anti-Trump billboards. And so we're doing a lot right now against um, Mitch McConnell, um, Lindsey Gra- Lindsay Graham. Um, we... Uh, although he's in the house, obviously, um, we're doing, we've got a couple billboards up right now, uh, going after Devin Nunez. Hmm. Um, so we're, we're trying to stay busy. Good. And so it's mad dog pack, right? Yes. Mad dog pack or mad dog pack.com, um, is the web is the website. Mad dog pack is the name of the organization. So what you do then for those of followers who don't know, um, you sell merchandise like resistance merchandise, like impeachment rolling papers, which I freaking love. <laughs> and then, and they're, you know, they're actually very good rolling papers. Really? <laughs> yes, they they really are. I I have done some uh, field testing, <laughs> and and they are exceptional papers (laughs) well that's good to know and then so that money that you earn from the merchandise goes to fund the billboards correct yeah the 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 merch uh sales and we have over 100 different products so we have a lot of stuff from Mm -hmm. your your typical t-shirt to something like a um uh can i say f-u-c-k you can say anything you want (laughs) we have a variety of fuck trump uh, products, uh, you know, everything from a, a fuck Trump martini shaker, uh, <laughs> to, to all kinds of, uh, um, what I refer to as our herbal management. Collection. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, and all of it, um, uh, so are there, are there, are there fuck Trump bongs? You know, it's interesting. We have about seven or eight, um, products in the herbal management collection mm-hmm. i have not yet found the right bong ah. um, i have actually got five or six sample bongs and for one everyone had a different it wasn't the right material mm-hmm. i was looking for glass it wasn't the right shape it, hmm. didn't, it you know just wasn't the right design a bong is a very personal yeah. decision it, it has to be right and you know i just haven't found the right one. Oh wow well you need to i need when you get one you need to let me know I will. Because that, that'll be a few it, gifts. It is something I'm actively working on. Awesome. And then so, okay, I just want to let everyone know, I just to see it, it's better to see it, but I just completely wanted to bow down and kiss your feet when you <laughs> were being interviewed by that stupid fucking Breitbart guy. And he stuck the microphone in your mouth and you took the cover off the microphone and st- <laughs> you stuck well, it in your mouth. <laughs> is it the, I think you mean the InfoWars InfoWars, sorry. That yeah, was Breitbart. Yeah, easy to confuse with yes. Breitbart. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's this guy uh, uh, who who goes around uh, trying to interview people or so-called interview people for, for InfoWars at these uh, court hearings for Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. And, you know, so I've encountered this guy several times. Last year, he stuck a microphone in my face and I, I wasn't even really thinking. I just bit the mic cover <laughs> off the microphone and That's I just so awesome. took it. I just took it. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, I mean, he was just like sputtering <laughs> crazy conspiracy theories at me. And he, he just shoves this microphone in my face. So I just I just reacted. Well, <laughs> about two weeks ago, 
at the Roger Stone sentencing, the same guy comes up to me and does it again. He oh sticks God. a microphone in my face. So I did it again. <laughs> and so now I have a pair of InfoWars. Wow. Yeah, they didn't want it back. My cover. <laughs> Use my covers. And then you... been, I have disinfected them. <laughs> and then you also have the rat, right? Yes, we, we, I go to the, we, one of our, it's sort of a, the mascot, our principal activity, as I discussed earlier, um, we do billboards. That's, that's where most of the money that we raise uh, is spent on billboards. Mm-hmm. We also have a um, 14 foot inflatable Trump <laughs> rat, mm-hmm. an inflatable rat that looks like Trump, has a cell phone, <laughs> um, has a I heart Putin tattoo. Um, <laughs> And we we've taken that um, all over the country. We've done a um, <clears throat> we've trolled Trump at Mar-a-Lago um, with the rat. We've we've done a uh, trips um, on the water around Washington D.C. Um, we've done um, Newport Beach, California. Um, the rat has wow. has gotten has gotten around. <laughs> I showed uh, my father a picture of it. He's like, "Yo, you got to send it to me." And I'm like, I'm going to be talking to the guy who made it, who 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 goes around town with it. So my father loved it. He loved it. Um, yeah. It's it's sort of like our mascot. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, I mean, you know, it's still it's sort of what it's sort of like it's come to represent um, um, our small political action committee. Yeah. Um, you know, which mainly does billboards. I think of the rat as our mascot. Hey, have you gotten any feedback on the um, what's the word like? Do the billboards work? I should say, like, have you gotten any feedback on if they if they make a difference? And you were doing we, them we, in 2018. You know, I mean, there's we put billboards up, and you know, the billboards serve a couple purposes. One is to just say the message, which mm-hmm. you know, whatever that might be. You know, you know, for a long time we had an impeach uh, uh, impeachment now billboard up at near Mar-a-Lago that the president had to drive by his motorcade motorcade drove by a dozen times. Um, so one <laughs> point of the billboard is just for the, for the folks who are driving by to see it, right. to see the message. But another uh, is a lot of these billboards get a good deal of press attention. Yeah. And so we've gotten a lot of, you know, and that's called earned media or free media. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten some billboards. Our Moscow Mitch billboard <laughs> um, in Kentucky has gotten local, regional, national wow. new, news coverage. You know, so, you know, for what we paid for it, mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to, I mean, it's probably in terms of the value that we believe we've received, uh, we've received many times the value um, from some of these billboards because of the press attention, yeah. not not just the billboard itself. Hmm. Well, that's good. And I mean, I love those billboards. I love the idea of it. And it's just, um, God, everything is so freaking crazy. So let's talk about some of the craziness. And I want to sure. know, um, what are your thoughts on tomorrow? I mean, like, what do you what do you expect to happen? Well, I think Bernie's going to have a good day in California, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Pete Buttigieg and uh, Tom Starr dropping out. It's not clear. You know, one of the reasons, you know, you know, they dropped out was that they weren't going to meet the 15 percent mm-hmm. threshold in most states. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they knew that they could see that coming. Yeah. So they so they did the right thing and they they they, they helped clear the field. So at this point, pretty quickly, it, it appears it, like it's going to become a Biden versus Bernie race. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 
I personally, if I had had a magic wand, I preferred Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, me too. Just as a candidate and as who I, in an ideal world, I'd like to see as our nominee yeah. and, and, and become president. It, 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 it pains me to say it, but it, it just doesn't seem to be happening. I know. Um, you know, she finished, you know, her, her best place finish was in Iowa, which was third place. Mm-hmm. And she's been fourth and fifth in the other contests. And it just, it just does not appear as though she's going to be able to turn it around, um, you know, t- tomorrow yeah. or, you know, or thereafter. So at this point, um, I think those of us who, who want to see Donald Trump reelected um, really have to be getting behind Joe Biden. I uh, I wait, know if you if had, wait wait if you don't want to see Donald Trump reelected. I'm sorry. What did I say? <laughs> you I'm said sorry. if you do, <laughs> you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, just not, I, I'm not making much sense today. Um, All those impeachment uh, papers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really think he's our best shot. Yeah, um, and that's not to say he's ideal. And and look, I, I know a lot of folks um, on the left of our party um, are very enthusiastic about Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, in a general election, Bernie is going to be decimated. And there's just no evidence uh, in the contest so far that this enormous groundswell of new voters is going to appear. There's just no evidence so far that 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 is the the, case. Well, I did see evidence. In fact, okay, so my boyfriend, Bob Suska, is not a Bernie fan. And he wrote an article in, in um, uh, Salon talking about, he says, I'm not a Bernie fan, but I do see a path to victory. And a co- one of the things he mentioned was Rachel Bittekoffer. Do you know who mm-hmm. she is? Okay. Yeah, I do. Yep, so, we so each other. we've tried it. Oh, cool. Um, so kind of taking in her idea that it, people are going to be voting party over party. And then, I mean, the way I, there was a, a real politics um, map and you could click on the map for the general election, and they had each person. And so I think Biden had the most votes, or I'd say the most electoral college wins with, like, say, I think it was like 300 and, I don't know, 320. I can't remember the number. It was it was mm-hmm. over 300. And then Bernie was just under him with, um, like, 310 or something like that. And this is what I think, because... I am a progressive, but, and I'm totally, I was, as everyone knows who listens to me, I'm totally for Elizabeth Warren. Um, but I, and I don't, and I was for Bernie in 2016, but I feel like he's not necessarily the best person to bring all of these progressive ideals because I just don't think that he's the one to do it. I think Elizabeth Warren is more capable of doing these kinds of things. And she understands, like, I really like that she says that she, she is, like believes in capitalism as long as it's regulated, and that's how I feel. Like I, I'm not no. like anti-capitalism, but I don't think every all the wealthy people get, should hoard all the money. So anyway, um, no, you and I feel very much the same. Yeah, we do. It, you know, it, it, on that and, and as regards Elizabeth Warren, but the reality is, if if it's just not going to happen for Elizabeth, um, and and frankly, I just don't see it. I know, at, me neither. At, at this point. You know, so, you know, you've got to make it, you know, a important and strategic decision. Are you going going to support the candidate who can beat yeah. Trump or 
one who will almost certainly lose. Well, but and but let me I, just get back to this but, on the certainly lose because but I yeah, but but I I just I just fundamentally disagree with with the, I haven't looked at that particular study uh, that, that electoral map, but I just don't believe Bernie Sanders. You know, take off Florida, just take it off the map. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Arizona, they're gone. Well, and let me just say this last thing and then I'll go to your point is that the one thing that Bernie can bring to this is the youth vote, right, which usually they sit out. So I believe that, you know, back in 2008 when it was Obama and Hillary fighting it out and then uh, Obama won and there was all these party unity, my ass people that are never going to vote for Obama. Those are the kinds of people that we've got on, on, let's say the Biden side that'll eventually hold their nose and vote for Bernie. I don't see people. I think some people may not vote for him, but I think enough people would. And then he would bring in the youth vote, which could totally help him. And he's been doing like, you know, Chris Hayes did this. um, And I'm not standing up for Bernie. Anybody listening? I don't want you to think I'm defending him. I tried to come at this with an analytical point of view with no emotion. But anyway, Chris Hayes said, you know, he was talking about his ground game in New Hampshire and he had like 250 people on the ground, which was way more than everybody else did. The all like all the door knocking, there were soccer games. So I think that there I do think that he has a path. But that said, I think that it will be very difficult. And right now, um, you know, that electoral map that shows the most votes goes to Joe Biden. And I and the other thing is like when you take off Bloomberg and you take off Klobuchar um, when it comes down to you know who's gonna who's got the most numbers with these primaries it's Biden and people just I think that you know especially people of color in this country you know look at what South Carolina just did and it's not like he won a little bit it was a right. massive win and so I think that what's going to happen is you know that's going to set a tone and really mm-hmm. California is going to be a huge decider it's like Steve Kornacki was saying if he gets like 250 delegates that's probably the end of it but if Bernie gets like 100 or 150 delegates if that happens I think Biden could take Super Tuesday because I think he's going to get all the southern states he, I think he will get um, all the southern states. I, I think it's probably going to end up a, a very close. I think Bernie yeah. is going to win a, a significant proportion of the California yeah. delegates, uh, far, certainly far more than Biden does. Yeah. And I, I think when you balance in the other states, Super Tuesday is probably going to end up pretty close, a pretty close split between Biden and 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 Bernie. And so who okay, let me ask you this. Let's say uh, uh that's why we need everyone else to get out. Yeah. You know, frankly, um I agree. Know, I mean, we you know, you know, we should talk about the possibility of a brokered convention and what that means. You know, uh, I mean, every 4 years the pundits are all, you know, this year it's going to be a brokered convention. I've heard that every 4 years yeah. for 40 years. <laughs> You know, I mean, since I was a child. Yeah. And, but this year, for the first time, it could actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that if we pull together and pull strong for Biden at this point, we at a minimum can go into the Milwaukee Convention with a plurality mm-hmm. along with Bernie. He's yeah. not going away. Right. 
you know, and I think we could, you know, and, and that's what we're hoping to do, I think, is is prevent Bernie from going into M- Milwaukee with the largest plurality. Hmm. Let me let me because, ask because it's going to get. It, I mean, frankly, if if if, <laughs> if we have to go to a second ballot, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just going to be real. You know, the Puma thing is going to look like I know in like nothing. It's like, going to be like, ugly. You know, a, a ripple yeah. compared to what what would happen as a result of a, of a contested convention that did not award Bernie the, the nomination. Right. Do you think, who do you think, okay, let's just say um, Bernie gets the nomination. Is there a VP pick that would make you feel comfortable? And now, frankly, I don't think he's going to go for a moderate. I think he would go for somebody, you know, that I, I just posted that, that Biden was considering Tammy Duckworth and, mm-hmm. I don't even know if she's considered a moderate, but obviously she's a woman and she's a veteran. And I think she's like, I'm a progressive, but like I said, I don't look at her as a moderate or progressive. I just think she's a fucking kick-ass Democrat. And so mm-hmm. like, I don't know if Bernie would pick someone like her. Do, is, is there a person you think that he could pick that would help ease things for you? No. What about Elizabeth Warren? I, I, I see that as, you know, I mean, the 78 year old, dude is not going to pick the 70 year old vice president. <laughs> what about Kamala yeah, Harris? I don't think she would be on a ticket with Bernie Sanders. Hmm, interesting. I, I, and I, I'm not, I could be wrong about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think she would certainly be wants to be probably would be on a ticket and I think would be the, the best one to be on the ticket with Joe Biden. Hmm. I was just going to uh, ask I, you that. I have a hard time believing that she would, you know, I also don't think that Bernie Sanders would choose her. So I, yeah. I, I think that, that I don't might think just be a little, little bit too much, too much of an academic hypothetical. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly who would, I know some people are concerned that he would pick Tulsi, but I don't see that happening. And the reason why is because, um, OK, unless he is truly a spoiler who is mm-hmm. looking to throw the election, um, I don't think he I think he truly wants to win. I mean, he's been campaigning since 2015 and I mean, if he were to choose Tulsi, that would just be death. He and I yeah, think he no, would I, know it. I, I I agree with that. I I agree with that completely. I I think that's just kind of our worst nightmare. Yes. That, that we like to throw around on Twitter because you know some of us you know kind yes. of loathe kind of loathe <laughs> Tulsi. Uh, yes, and I'm included. Too much of a, a a point on it, but uh, uh, that's just. I, you know, that's just like masochism thinking yes. about a, a Sanders uh, Tulsi ticket. That that would make it really, really hard. Yes, it would. <laughs> I mean, it would be know, upsetting. Yeah, I just I mean, that would just make it matters so much worse. You know, here's the point about uh, I, I want to make about I do not oppose Bernie Sanders yeah. because he'll win. I oppose Bernie Sanders because he'll lose. Hmm. And okay, yeah. so tell me why. What are I mean? I know that some of the reasons I've listened to some of the reasons from Never Trumpers. What are the reasons? I mean, is it because of the Red Scare? What What hey, is it? You know, I mean, a lot of it is the Red Scare. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this election fundamentally, and as are most presidential reelections, should be a referendum on the performance and character of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. By going to Bernie, we're going to have a nine-month debate about 
was socialism a a good thing or not? Mm -hmm. Was Castro a good thing or not? Was it good to have literacy programs in Cuba? You know, I mean, these are just <laughs> such stupid arguments yes, to, 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 to be spending one's time on. And, and they're not winning arguments for us. They're just not. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter that, you know, your average 24-year-old or 28-year-old doesn't think democratic socialism is all that bad. It doesn't matter. Plenty of people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s think it was awful. Yeah. And those people vote in significant numbers as well. That's true. And well, I mean, I think that, you know, we're going to one thing that, again, Bob Seska said about, uh, you know, the race, he's like, OK, well, if we get Bernie, we're going to have, you know, Red Scare all over the place. And if we get Biden, we're going to have the Ukraine Burisma Hunter thing. But we can always turn that around to impeachment. And so yeah. that's one benefit. You know, the thing with the, with the Hunter Biden, the, um, it, there's just no there there. Yeah. You know, there, there, there just isn't. And no. it doesn't have the same kind of, you know, people, people, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, 56 years old. I recognize that I'm older than, you know, most Bernie supporters who, who feel differently, but you just can't overcome decades of cold war, real lived experience to millions and millions of voters. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to be able to educate generations of americans yeah. on the nature of socialism it's just not a debate worth having <laughs> it just isn't yeah <laughs> you know we should be talking about health care and how to deliver it and education and how to improve it mm -hmm. and and donald trump and how to defeat it yeah <laughs> defeat it yes trump and trump publicans because they mm -hmm. are Killing this freaking country, and it's just every day. I mean, it's so and hard. If you, and if you care about that, yeah, you don't. You don't want to lose the house, right? Because because that would be a, a would real be possibility if Bernie yeah. were the nominee. So let me ask we, you this, because I've heard that. And what's the? I don't know the logic behind losing the house. It's a down ballot effect. Um, every you know, if you look at what we did in in 2018, I don't have this, the number right at. Um, but, you know, we gained, you know, I think it was 40, 41 seats. Yeah. Yeah. 41. Um, was it, was that the right number? Yeah. 41. Yeah. 41. Um, most of those seats were won were in districts that Trump won. Hmm. Yeah. In, in 2016. And then we turned the district in 2018. Mm -hmm. We flipped the, those districts. We would lose almost all of those. Those are basically red or close to red districts wow you know we would hmm. there's a we wouldn't lose all of them we hmm. would lose most of them yeah and that's and, just because you think people would say i just don't care because it's bernie and they wouldn't or the, or like the republicans would just i mean like how is it that the vote comes out that it's not going to be for the because obviously the house is different than the than the white and i'm i'm genuinely asking i'm not trying to be combative or anything i'm just trying to understand how a voter's going to think when it comes down to um voting for for house of, you know representatives in the house well 
the the down ballot, the, the, who's at the top of the presidential ticket has an effect on candidates down ballot, especially just below. You know, so you've got your presidential candidate, then you have your Senate candidate, then you'll have your House candidate on the federal on the federal level, mm-hmm. and and who the who the who the leader of the party, who the nominee nominee is, makes a, a makes a big difference. And, so, like, it's an excitement you know, so, so, thing. Well, it, it's not, you know. So, so otherwise, you have if you're if you're in a house race, you know, in you know suburbs of Chicago or, or suburbs of, of anywhere, mm-hmm. you're you're telling voters, well, we know you're going to vote against Sanders, but you, but we want you to vote for right. Our congressional campaign. You yeah. know, you're asking people to split their vote. Yeah, and that's and that's just that's just going to be a harder sell. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I see that. You know, it's just and it, and and it, historically that's just the way it works. You know, you know, it's very difficult to get, uh, you know, people to to, to make those distinctions. Mm-hmm. Well, this is gonna. I mean, and then so you think Kamala for for Joe Biden, you're choice is Kamala Harris, correct? That's your first I pick. Think, I think she's the single best person that he could nominate uh, as his vice president. Why? You know, and I, I, I think I agree with you. is, is, you know, uh, certainly worthy of consideration too. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, and there are others. Uh, but I, 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 I would be shocked, absolutely shocked if it, if it wasn't a woman. Yeah, me too. And, and, um, you know, Frankly, I, I think it in 2020 it should be, and it should probably be a woman of color. Yes, who's just um, who's so. I mean, the thing that I I struggle with her. It's like I mean, I'd love to see her as AG, but I know that there are other people out there who could just be phenomenal at being an well, AG. And then with Kamala, this is what I look at. I mean, any VP for Biden, um, he may let's just say he wins, he gets the nomination, and he wins the election. Um, my my concern about him is how long is he going to last? Because he refused to answer if he would stay for the entire eight years, which tells me he probably would step down and let his vice president run in twenty twenty four. And if that were and like even if he were to step down in, in, during, if he was just if there was some reason he had to step down, then she automatically becomes the president, and then um, boom, there it is. Or she's the incumbent that has the odds. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I think, boy, I mean, as much as I would love to have her as an AG, there are other people that could do a fantastic job. And I'd like to, you know, I mean, but what I want to hear is that they're going to go after Trump. They're going to go after Trump and company and all of them, because that's one of my concerns about Bernie is I don't, you know, part of the reason that I distrust him is because he's called Russia a distraction. And I mean, right now, you know, because the news came out that Russia is helping him. He's had to say something. He had to say something to Putin and, and he had to come out against it. But after the 2016 election, you know, he's on record basically saying that, you know, it's a distraction and we have to focus on the mainstream issues. Well, also, when he when he made his statement, you know, last week, you know, he talked about when he's president, there will be no Russian interference. Well, there's Russian interference right now. Yeah. You know, there right. was Russian interference in 2016. There's Russian interference in 2020. Yeah. It's happening now. Yeah. Exactly. Within his campaign to benefit his campaign. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough to say if I get elected in 2024, there will be no Russian interference. Mm -hmm. You know, 
whether or not that were, you know, and whatever, let's worry about 2020. And let's well, worry yeah. about the Russian interference that's happening now. Right. And then, I mean, I think that, you know, because in the past he's, he's discounted it and basically said, you know, it's a distraction uh, that and unfortunately, there are some of his surrogates out there that are mocking the the fact that they're attacking us as if it's not as bad as it is. And I mean, sure, Russians have had their hand in our process for whatever length of time. But this, you know, the time that we're in with social media, with Twitter, with Facebook, now it's a different ball game, and they're able to really succeed. And the more they go, the more sophisticated they get. And to downplay that or to say that it's a distraction is upsetting to me because I don't understand how he could even say that, considering the Mueller has said that you know that they're attacking us. It's come out that you know they are specifically helping him. They, he knew that in 2016. And I also get that you know it's very difficult. Uh, politicians have to be very careful with this whole issue because nobody wants to come off as divisive. You don't want to you know make it more divisive. But we're at a point now where we have to just be open and honest and understand what's going on. And you know he said that he would. He said that there wouldn't be any interference, but what, you know, is he going to go after Trump? He hasn't said. Is he going to go after, uh, what's he going to do to secure our elections? That, those are the most important things that I care about because mm-hmm. Trump has to be held accountable for this. We can't go into another presidency where they're like, okay, we're just going to look the other way. This is totally different. You know, war crimes was really bad, and I do believe Obama should have gone after, but I understand why he didn't, and I'm not excusing it, but I just understand why he didn't. I do not, I would not understand any president, uh, Democratic president, who would not go after Donald Trump and all the uh, people who have just been breaking the law since day one. That has to, that, that has to be an absolute. And I don't hear Bernie talking about it, and that concerns me. And that's one thing. I mean, um, the fact that Joe Biden's son has been, you know, the victim of this ridiculous, you know, I'm sorry to say it, witch hunt. Um, and then the fact that, you know, uh, Kamala Harris, when she was running, she said she would go after them. So I feel more confident with a Biden-Harris ticket that these people that are killing everything right now will be held accountable. Right. And I just, no, I, I just hope I that agree. they... Uh, I, I, I have a slightly different take on the, on the AG thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've worked on campaigns um, in California. I can't conceive of, a, of a, having a California Senate seat, of being a senator from California and saying, yeah, I'll give that up and go be a, a AG for a while. Right. I, I just, I just don't think that's, I don't think Kamala Harris would, would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly wouldn't do it if I were Kamala Harris. Mm. Uh, you know, you know, uh, it just, uh, a Senate seat is a pretty, <laughs> is a pretty amazing thing, yeah. you know, to be one of the hundred senators to represent, especially to represent a state the size of, of California. Yeah. But, um, I, I just, it's just become a kind of a pet peeve uh, for me. Um, so you'll have to excuse me, but whenever people start talking about Kamala Harris, well, let's just make her AG. And I just, I just don't see it. I, I just, well, that's a good I've point. Never, that's a good I've point. I've never seen, I've never seen it. And I like that, you know, I mean, I love watching her when she's grilling people as a Senator. Um, and yeah, you're right because there's very powerful. It's a hundred of them. And that's just a unique and powerful position to be in. And so, no. 
Yeah. You know, if, if Amy Klobuchar wanted to be AG, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, she's a senator from Minnesota. I'm yeah. not sure if I would, you know, but it's the same idea. Right. Um, but well, and but she, but the thing is, is that I think with Kamala Harris, she's more presidential material. Although, well, I mean, I gotta I, say, I like Amy. I just, I like, Amy, I, I like Amy a lot. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I don't really have. I didn't mean to. Say, I'm not saying. No, I know. It, I got that. It, yeah, I'm not dissing Amy in any in any way. Well, I mean, there were there's a few votes on some conservative judges that oh, I don't like, know, I, and I just just got a a, a message that um, um, Amy Klobuchar just dropped out. Really. Wow! Yeah, yeah, Breaking like news as, on as, my as, show. As we as we speak, uh, uh, and is endorsing Joe Biden. There we go! Hallelujah! Thank you, oh Amy, for being my. a great American. That's amazing. I like, I like her a whole lot. Me more too. Than, <laughs> but, you know, I really liked her. I really liked her. Uh, you know, a, a minute ago, I right. love her. Wow! <laughs> That's fucking yeah. awesome. You know, on Twitter. I saw oh Marianne Williamson last night who's for Bernie she tweeted she tweeted oh something like okay oh there's God. I know I know I'm sorry <laughs> but the idea is she tweeted out like okay everybody the the conservatives I'm sorry the moderates are are consolidating and so it's going to be a rocky road and everybody's got to you know get in the mud something along those lines and so I looked right. at that tweet and I just thought. Um, it's the Democratic Party that is figuring out, they're strategizing. And, and what she's doing is she's being divisive because it is this, you know, I mean, Bernie put out that tweet, like, watch out, Democratic establishment, watch out, Republican establishment, because, you know, here we come. And so, unfortunately, Bernie has started this us against them, and it's like us against the moderates. I am a fucking progressive. I, the reason I liked Bernie Sanders in the first place was because I liked his vision. Okay, I have grown to not trust the man. It has nothing to do with his policy Although I do understand that it's Medicare for all is never going to pass, no matter how blue the fucking Congress is. If, if Bernie got the bluest Congress in the world, the best we can hope for with any Congress is a public option. Because, yeah. you know, Obama couldn't get the public option, option in 2008. Right. right. I, I mean, you know, look, if, if we could have some form of single payer, you know, sign me up. Yes. But it, it's going to take 20 years. It's not going to happen. Bernie Sanders isn't going to be able to do it. Or, I mean, he's not going to be able to win. So he, he's not going to be able to do it. For that reason, even if he won, he wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, and, I don't and it's, think and it's not because it's not a good idea. Potentially, right. you know, you have to explain how you're going to pay for it. Yeah, I, I'm open to the debate on how do we provide health care as a right to everyone. Yeah, I, I'm open to how to do that. But you got to be able to win. If you don't win, you don't get to try to even attempt to to, to put your policy into place. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's I mean, we're going to have to deal with, you know, red state Democrats plus red state Republicans, it's just not going to pass. And it's, it's not that no. I don't want it. No. It's just that I think that what Americans are ready for, now we're ready for a public option. And, and that's just going to be the best way to do it because it'll just ease over. People will go over on their own. They won't feel forced. They won't feel panicked. They won't feel like, oh my God, I'm going to lose this and I'm going to lose that. This way they get to make a choice and eventually it's just going to switch over and, and it'll take as long as it takes. But you'll get it. Like I see people online when I mention the public option and they argue with me and they're like, but my family needs the health care. And I'm like, fine, then get the public option. And then it's and then you got it, (laughs) you know, and and it's like people just don't understand that. And I wish the one thing I want to emphasize and I mean, I don't see you doing it at all. And I'm glad. But so much and maybe things will calm down soon. And I don't know. But there's so much panic. 
And I feel like, you know, look, obviously we all feel threatened and we feel frightened, but if we let panic rule our decision making, we're going to have a bad outcome. We have to come at this with, okay, allow yourself to have some, you know, fear, whatever it is, but then calm down and say, what is the best choice for the country instead of, oh my God, I have to make this decision. Because I just see so much panic and I think it's so totally unhealthy. But I do think now that Amy Klobuchar has dropped out and I, you know, I wish Bloomberg would just fucking do it. She's on her way to Texas to appear with Joe Biden at a rally. Well, I mean, I you know, it's like you said, 42% of people already voted in California. So that's already locked in. Um, mm-hmm. But, but it, you know. Uh, yeah, hopefully that's all the Bernie people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, well, you know, we will Sorry. see. I, I, I know you're right as far as well, he's going to have a strong thing, showing. If, 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 you, uh, if you still have, uh, if you, uh, you know, if you have your ballot and you haven't turned it in yet. Right. You, you, you can actually. Um, go to your polling station and request a new ballot. Mm-hmm. So if you voted for 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 Pete, you know, uh, you know, w- with a ballot you had and you haven't dropped it off yet, or you know, you can still, you can still change your vote. But yeah. you know, I don't know how many people that's going to apply to. But well, you know what? I mean, I think obviously he didn't qualify for the fifteen percent, but Pete was surprising. You know, he got, he. I think he did pretty well. He did better than I expected. And... You know, I, I I mean, he did better. I mean, I think he was a. I would have been, you know, I, I had a, a few weeks ago. I mean, I was fine with, you know, Pete. I was fine with Amy. I was fine, more than fine with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm okay with Joe. I, I mean, Pete has just done an amazing, mm-hmm. can ha, performed so brilliantly. The mayor of the 350th largest city in the U.S. Mm-hmm. became a top tier presidential yeah. candidate as, as an openly gay man. And I, I think that's just amazing and beautiful. It is. It totally is. I mean, there, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think he needs to get some more experience under his belt, sure. but, but I, what I, an amazing I, human. I, I, I wish he had, you know, I mean, the honest truth is he's from Indiana. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really hard for him to get elected to statewide office. It's it's really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's a very conservative state. Yeah. You know, it's really hard for him to run for a Senate seat to to run for governor. Um, it, you know, I mean, uh, it's just going it, to that that's a tough road for him. Um, just <laughs> by <laughs> nature of being from Indiana. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly how, where he goes from here, but he he at his age, he'll be a positive force in our politics for decades to well, come. For, you know, he might just, he, he might be offered a cabinet position. Who knows? Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, he he's, he's really, he is impressive. And I mean, there's certainly some decisions that he's made that I feel like, why did you do that? Like his getting, getting um, advice from Mark Zuckerberg on who to hire. I mean, it doesn't make him a nefarious subject, but, or person, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, what you mm-hmm. know that Mark Zuckerberg is like working with Trump and purposely undermining our election. Why would you even be associated with him? Um, but that doesn't mean that I think Pete is bad. I just feel like, like I said earlier, he need. I think he needs to read the room a little bit more and gain some, you know, he needs to gain support from people of color and black people and black voters. Yeah. And, and, and I think he can do that. I just think that he needs to figure it out. And I think he will, because like you said, I mean, here he comes kind of like from out of, out of nowhere. And then he's like this top presidential tier. The thing that pisses me off though, is 
he was more welcomed and accepted than Elizabeth Warren. And I believe, obviously, she's more qualified to be president. She's proven herself. Um, she doesn't mm-hmm. have any really bad, you know, there's no horrible baggage that I think what it is is basically she's a very smart, wonky woman, woman and you know how that goes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hillary won with three right. million more votes, but it's like, I don't know. It just seems like these women who are incredibly capable it just it freaks out the patriarchy or whatever it does. People don't trust it. And, you know, of course, another issue with her is that she is kind of like the 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 version of like for people like me who were Bernie supporters in 2016 before I really realized what was going on with him. Um, she's like the perfect answer because she's the person who has the record of getting things done. And she just makes more sense to me because she's got that progressive vision but, you know, like she's more like of an FDR kind of president. And um, I don't know. It just it makes me angry that it's easier for white men to advance with less. But that's where we are. And, you know, slowly, yeah. you know, I always remind. It's, it's really hard to argue against that. I mean, yeah. Really and it's nothing it's against Pete. I mean, it's just, you know, no, no, there's nothing, nothing to do with Pete. I just uh, everything you just stated is just true. You know, it, it's 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 a it, we're still a sexist society. Mm-hmm. And, you know the best way for us to overcome it is to nominate someone like Elizabeth Warren and elect them president, you know, just not that, you know, electing Barack Obama, you know, ended racism because it obviously didn't, but it was a step forward. Yeah. A big step forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, electing a woman president would be a big step forward. Yeah. I mean, and I, I always remind myself the ERA finally passed, um, in Virginia. And I mean, I wasn't hanging around waiting since 1923 for it to pass, but I was hanging around since 2012. And I honestly didn't know if I would ever see it happen in my lifetime. And it did. So Mm -hmm. that's what I just keep telling myself. It's like, we are going to have a woman president as long as the coronavirus doesn't kill us all off and climate doesn't get rid of us. We will have a woman president. I just wish that it was sooner than later, but I, you know, it'll happen. I do believe it'll happen. As the father of a 10 year old girl, I really want a woman president. Oh, yes. Maybe it'll be your daughter. <laughs> I hope it happens. You know, she she's not old enough for 25 years. I, I, I want it sooner than I that. I know. So do I. I know. So do I. But, um, oh, my God. Well, um, let me think. Let me think. I'm, are you? Let me just ask you a little quick question about the coronavirus. Um, are you, how concerned are you about this? Oh, quite. Yeah. <laughs> very. Okay. I was, I was very. kind of hoping you would be like, well, here's why I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm so not uh, qualified to, to you know, <laughs> weigh, weigh in on this. But, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I flew. I'm, I'm in New Orleans um, at the moment and I flew down here the other day. And the only thing that the TSA took from me was mm-hmm. my hand sanitizer. Oh, wow. And I just was like, are you are kidding you ki- me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. I mean, yeah, but uh, they do. And they, they've took, they've taken it from me. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm fr- You know, what's really crazy. My mom wrote this book called the melt and it's, she's, she's right now in the editing phase of it and like rewrites and stuff like that. But it's freaking crazy because the whole thing is about climate, the climate crisis. And 
it's about how a virus, just like it's like a pandemic that um, obliterates, I don't know what the percentage is, maybe 80 to 90 percent of the population of the world. Mm -hmm. So um, they're going to have to basically start over. So I read it because, you know, she wants me and other people to read it to give her feedback and this and that. And it's like every day we hear news about the virus. She keeps calling me. She's like, oh, my God, it's like my book. Oh my God, it's like my book. And it's just, it's like how timely, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's freaking me out because we've got, mainly it's because we've got this fucking lunatic um, in charge of the White House and then he puts Mike Pence in charge of the coronavirus. Oh my God. That was just, it's so disgraceful. Just so disgraceful. Oh, this whole thing. You know, know, we've got Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is like, for decades has represented, you know, public health and, and, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, you know, diseases like AIDS and Ebola and, you know, we've got, you know, the number one guy standing there and he's not allowed to speak. It's just, just, well, it's deplorable. It is deplorable. And it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, 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 I don't know if you follow Dr. Dina Grayson, but her, tweet- yeah, I sure do. I, I have plugged her Twitter as a excellent source. Uh, those people ask me who I should listen to, um, for, um, uh, the latest and, and advice uh, on on the coronavirus and uh, Dr. D- Dina Grayson um, yeah. and uh, Ronald Klein, uh, Klein, who was uh, uh, Obama's um, Ebola czar, um, is the other Twitter account. Um, Ronald Klein, uh, Klein. Am I saying that right? I don't know. How do you uh, spell it? K-L-A-I-N. OK, that's good to know because I didn't know about yeah. him. But yeah, I mean, he, every- yeah. yeah, he was Obama's uh, uh, um uh, Obama's uh, uh, Ebola uh, czar, um, and he, he's he's really good on sort of the political end of things, mm-hmm. on the government response. Um, Dr. Dina is excellent on the virus itself. Uh, yeah. She is an epidemiologist, and she's an expert in the field, you know, of, of the disease. Mm-hmm. So those are the two people that I recommend. Yeah, I mean, you should follow her, except that when you follow her account, you're just every freaking tweet, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> but she does give really useful information about you know how to protect yourself how to care for yourself so it's important to stay informed with that so thank god for her and i'm going to look up um robert Klein. you said his name was yeah yeah, yes it's it's ronald ronald Klein. k-l-a-i-n uh ron Klein. ron Klein. Um, okay let me let me get his twitter um uh for you in in a second because that's uh, his, his tweets on, on, on the issue, along with Dr. Dr. Dina, uh, are, are excellent. Okay. Uh, um, Let's see. Well, I'm just, yeah. I'm just hopeful that um, we can – I'm just hopeful that, you know, Klobuchar is going to make a difference. We need Bloomberg to drop out. I've heard people say, no, he should sit through Super Tuesday. No, he has the majority of the percentage uh, from the more moderate crew, so he should leave. But, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do because he's Bloomberg and he's paying for it. So (laughs) that's just that's the way it's going to go. But we'll see. I think with these two drop, well, three, because Steyer actually took a decent amount. Um, I mean, he had a decent showing considering in South Carolina. So um, I think I think it was like 11 percent or something like that. I don't remember what the number was, but it was pretty decent considering, like I said, he's got absolutely no chance. Um, But I'm kind of hopeful. Now that we've had this conversation today and she dropped out, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. maybe not for her, but for the rest not, of the country not, it is. Not for her. <laughs> okay. Oh, here, here's uh, um, uh, Ronald Klain's um, at, uh, which is just his name, at Ronald Klain, 
K-L-A-I-N. Perfect. Well, that's good to know. So are you, um, are you in Louisiana for uh, fun or for work? Um, a, a little bit of both. I was uh, assisting with a congressional campaign down oh, okay. here. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, uh, I am taking a few days of <laughs> R&R with my girlfriend. Well, that's fun. I'm glad you're having some fun. And thank yeah. you for being such a cool resistor and showing up with the rat and eating microphone covers. I just love it. I, I appreciate you so much. Every time you post about your impeachment papers, I just absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I will be putting um, your information in the text of the Patreon description. So your Twitter handle is what? Is true facts stated. Okay, well, I will at, put, I'll put that in the True thing. facts stated. I'll put that in the description as well as your Mad Dog Pack. So everybody should check out, oh my God, you should get some martini glasses that says, is it fuck Trump? That's what it says. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for coming back, Claude. You're very welcome. It was always a fun time to be here. Will you take care? Have fun in Louisiana and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Well, Amy Klobuchar dropped out. Now, I just, ugh, I want to kind of go back to something that I said in the introduction um, because I'm just going to reiterate it. I I have opinions about politics that are not based on emotion. And so when I see, like when I have a, um, you know, when I post that, I, I, I see people jumping on me. And it, it's so frustrating because it's like, I get that you're emotional about this. We're all emotional about this. But we can't, like, we can't beat each other up because we have an assessment, because we analyze. It's so stupid. I know, like, I'm, I'm just spitting in the wind here. <laughs> I just know it, but I've just got to say it. And so this just brings me to the idea of I do think, at this point, Biden is the best shot. As much as I want a progressive country, I really, really do, and, I, and Biden is not my top choice. He never was. I, I didn't want him to be the president. I, I was irritated that he ran in the first place. But now... Where we are, where we're sitting, I think that Joe Biden with somebody like Kamala Harris would be the best choice. And frankly, I don't know if Joe Biden is going to make it four years. Not that I think he's going to die or anything like that. But I think he's just, you can see that he's slowing down. He's tired. He's been through fucking so much, you know, his this campaign. And, you know, we all saw what President Obama looked like when he, on, his, on Inauguration Day, compared to what he looked four years later, it ages you. Presidency ages you. It's fucking hard work. It's stressful and it's hard. And, you know, I know Joe is going to surround himself. If he makes it in, he's going to surround himself with really good people and, you know, people that I will trust 100%. But this is why his VP pick is everything. You know, I mean, some could say the same about Bernie. I've seen articles out there that um, say that a man of 78 who's had a heart attack that I, I don't know what the what this number is, 100%, whatever it is. But like, there's a very good chance that within three years, he could have another heart attack. And so it's just something we've got to consider. These two men who are in the top tier positions now, the front runners, of course, they're older men. And so that's a consideration you have, even when you have someone healthy, even when they're the most healthy, um, sharp individual at, say, 70 or 79 or whatever it is, well, four years down the road, when you've been president of the United States, it's not like being four years and having a nice retired life where you're reading books and, you know, going and playing tennis or whatever it is. It's a totally different situation. I don't even know if I could fucking handle four years of being president, and I'm going to be 52. So 
the VP pick for both Bernie or Joe is everything. And if it is Joe, then um, it's so vital. Ugh. And I, I'm glad to hear this. And, and, and getting back to this whole idea of being attacked for my opinion, I do not, you know, like I see people going after whether it's me or people like me who think like have a progressive point of view. And then we could say, all right, well, who do you think Biden should choose if he's the nominee? Then everybody's like, why do you, why are you assuming? Why are you forgetting Elizabeth? Well, because I'm looking at this as, first of all, I don't think anybody wants Elizabeth to be president more than I do. I really don't. Um, but I don't see this path for some reason. She's just not, you know, it's, she's a woman, um, you know, black women, some black women have gotten behind her, but she hasn't convinced the black community and the black community right now has its most of the black community is behind Biden. And so that's the way it goes. You know, I mean, that's how it goes. And I'm not going to argue with black people and say, you should vote this way. What I should say is you should vote the way you feel most comfortable with. And I'll get behind it, whoever the nominee is, because I, you know, I'm a woman and I've experienced discrimination, but I'm not a black woman who's experienced, you know, uh, racism on top of gender discrimination. So I feel like I can only go along with what the majority, you know, like whether it's the majority of people or you've got a huge black coalition behind Joe Biden. I'm there. I'm behind him. He's not my first pick, but I'm behind him. So anyway, well, I'm glad that I got a chance to talk to Claude. I haven't talked to him for a while. I did invite him on the show, I don't know, a couple of months ago, but he was very sick. So he was able to make it now and I'm glad. And yay, yay, yay. Tomorrow's going to be fucking interesting, isn't it? And it was funny because right in the middle of the podcast, Bob came in and looked in the door and I, I, I gave him like the smile that I already knew because he was going to tell me about Klobuchar. That's a little, be- little behind the scenes stuff for you. Anyway, so don't forget you can follow me at author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y on Twitter. And then don't forget to check out my Amazon page because I'm also an author. And I wrote Peyton's Choice, which is about teen abortion. And I wrote The Virgin Diaries, which is coming up in April on its 10th year anniversary. 10 years ago. I can't even believe it. And then, of course, there's American Woman, the pole dance, and Ain't No Sunshine, Men Reveal the Pain of Heartbreak. Um, Thank you for listening today. I'm pretty sure Steph's going to be on on Wednesday. I have to double check with her. But um, we've got some great guests coming up for March. Of course, I'm not going to say who they are, because as soon as I do, they're going to be like, I can't make it. So uh, you're just going to have to guess. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on Wednesday. 